From the Hensler Financial Studio, this is Cobb Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. It is Cobb Football Friday. Brian Giffen and I'm with John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal. And we have a state champion, JB, and we'll get into this a little bit more in detail as to how the game went. But that state champion is Milton as Walton comes up just short and they cap off a 14-0 and season losing in the championship game. Tough way to go out for one. I realize the sting is going to last a while, but they still have an awful lot to be proud of as we sit here at the end of the season. Yeah, it didn't end the way that they wanted, obviously. But, you know, I was talking with Daniel Bruner after the game last night and said, you know, there were a lot of really good things that they accomplished this year. You know, they set offensive records for Cobb County. It's the most points that's ever been scored in a season. They broke last night. They broke Mill Creek's record for most points in a season in the highest classification. When you've got a zero in the uh, in the loss column all the way up until the uh, state championship game, and then you finish with a one in that column, you know, those offensive marks and all the good things that you did, you're not going to reflect on those for a few days. Yeah, it takes a while, certainly, to get over what was such a great run on the part of the Raiders. Well, again, this is Cobb Football Friday. I'm Brian Giffen. He's John Bednarowski. And we've had a great time bringing you these shows all year. We'll get into that a little bit more when we sign off a little bit later. Right here, we'll step aside and take a timeout. And on the other side of it, we'll break down this game and what led to Milton finishing as the 7A state champions. They clinched their second one now since 2018. That, of course, was the first one. So great season for Milton and obviously a great season for Walton that just didn't end the way that they wanted it to. Cobb Football Friday is presented by Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, as well as Powers Electrical Solutions. John and I are back to break this one down and put a cap on this great season right after this. You're listening to Cobb Football Friday for the MDJ. When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia We guarantee a staple drive foundation Residential and commercial Hey, we do it all Dial 678 I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. 
That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area, including two right here in Cobb County and one at Lake Oconee. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy, it's what the deal provides for your future. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday as the Walton Raiders fall just short, losing the 7A state championship game to Milton, 31-21. to And, John, as we break this game down, I, of course, went and you know read up on it. I watched a good bit of this game. To full disclosure, the late second half, or late first half, early second half, but didn't get to see the end of it. But one of the things that stood out is that Milton found a way to disrupt Walton's passing game a little bit more, I think, than about anybody else did the entire year. They really got after it, especially in the second half. The defense finished with three sacks, three interceptions. They forced four turnovers. And the one thing that they did better than anything else is they did not let Jeremy Eklinski set his feet. He rarely had a clean pocket to throw from. Milton's Ja'Cory Stewart and Caleb Bell, they, they seemed to be in his face nearly every play in the second half. And that led to the worst night of the season for him uh, last night. He finished 11 to 24 for 124 yards. He did throw two touchdowns, but you know, the turnovers proved to be a little too much because when you look at it, you know, Milton forced four turnovers. They got a fumble early in the second half, turned that into a uh, somewhat of a controversial field goal and the interceptions including the final one that was returned for a touchdown. 24 of Milton's 31 points came directly off of Walton turnovers. Yeah, and that's not the kind of thing that you can do in a championship game and win. It's a sad situation, really, to put together such a good season and kind of have it come down that way at the very end when you're right there on the precipice of winning the thing. But, hey, Credit to Milton. They had a great game plan. We both know they had really good players, and you take the opportunities that they give you, and that's apparently what happened here. Well, you know, their quarterback, Luke Nickel, who I believe is committed to the University of Miami, you know, he managed the game well. He made the right play at the right time. There were a few of those instances where Walton had a chance to get off the field You know, and especially late, it was 24-21. Walton had just scored a touchdown, 
and they had Milton in third and long. There was about six minutes left in the game at this point. If they stop them there and force them to punt, they're probably going to have really good field position, and they're going to have a good chance to go down there and score, maybe uh, finish the deal. But he completed a pass on third and 11 for 12 yards, and it was just one of those times where, you know, Bruner had said everybody was so uh, concerned about them getting over the top. And he just kept throwing the ball right to the sticks. They had guys that would settle down right there. When he hit that one 12-yard pass, it was like all the air left the building. It was like the, the momentum was gone. Milton went on a it was 11, 12, 13, 14-play drive during that time that took seven of the eight minutes that was left in the game off the clock. And you know, they did not score on that drive. Walton did clamp down, but it just left them, you know, first and 99 with 57 seconds left. And, you know, that's asking a little too much of anybody. Yeah, it's a funny thing the last couple of years and full disclosure because of my ties to North Cobb. One of my good friends there is Robert Ingram, the associate head coach and the O-line and strength and conditioning guy at North Cobb. And he and I have texted in these championship games the last couple of years because they've always, he's always felt like there's somebody that he's beaten that's been there or been in the semifinals or whatever it is. And North Cobb felt like they could have, and they kind of let it get away against Walton earlier this year. And then they did beat Milton up there earlier this year. So he was lamenting back and forth. Gosh, it just makes me sick to my stomach, you know, but that's the woulda, coulda, shoulda stuff. Walton, really went out and, and you mentioned Daniel Calhoun. They have a roster that's just chock full of guys that are going to be playing on Saturdays now. What's next for the Walton Raiders? What do they lose? And, you know, what do they have coming into this far ahead? What would be the 2024 season? Well, you know, they're going to lose quite a bit. If you think about it, a lot of these players that were playing last night you know, one of the reasons that they got back to the state championship game was the experience and the uh, knowledge that the players have, because you're looking at Heklinski, you're looking at Hunter Teal, Cameron Lloyd, Wyatt Sonderman, Ashton Woods, Wendell Gregory, Justin Kruger, and I can go on and on. Makari Bodiford, Austin Williams, the list seems endless. They're all seniors. You know, the core of this team is leaving. Uh, but the nice thing about, you know, when you have a situation like this, you know, the younger kids that are coming up behind them, there are no better mentors to follow than the quality of players that these guys are. So it, is Walton maybe going to take a little bit of a step back next year? It is possible. I mean, you just, you know, it, it's the unknown. Is Caden Gilstrap going to come in? take the reins from Haklinski and and keep chugging along. You know, I don't know. Calhoun's gone. Who takes his spot on the offensive line? Now, you know, there's a lot of questions. But you know what? Daniel Bruner, in his seven years at Walton, they've got 13 playoff wins. Since the school opened back in, I believe it was the 60s or 70s, up until the point where Bruner took over, they had 13 playoff wins. You know, they've got something good going at Walton. It may look a little different next year, but like he said last night, they'll be back. 
you're not going to keep a good program down very long. And, uh, you know, they're going to be one of the favorites to win the region next year, <laughs> probably, uh, regardless of who's there, because you're looking at talent up and down that roster. And now some of the guys that we may not know their names yet are ready to take that place and show just exactly how talented they are, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think one of the signature elements of great programs, be it college, high school, whatever it is, is culture. And it's obvious that Coach Brenner has built a fantastic culture there at Walton. Well, congratulations to Milton, obviously. Congratulations to Walton on what was a terrific season and all the best to these players that move on now. And at this point, John, as we wrap up Cobb Football Friday for 2023, it's incumbent upon me. Look, you and I have pulled off some Herculean stuff here since you know the middle of August where I suddenly landed in a role as the voice of the Citadel and have had to move to Charleston and have had to come back and forth and forth and back and all these things. But it has been a great ride, like it's been in the past, to get to do these with you. And obviously, you know, my thanks to you, and I think it goes without saying, both of us are hugely appreciative of everyone who tuned in every week and has joined us for these shows, man. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has. And, you know, before we get out of here, I would be remiss if I didn't throw a big shout out to the uh, Pope Greyhounds and their flag football team. Uh, the girls played Alatoona yesterday for the state title uh, at 11 o'clock. The game was down at Mercedes-Benz. It was a thriller, 14-13. Riley Benzman, uh, Carly Obes, you know, the uh, the leaders of the Greyhounds in only their third year as a program come out and win the Division Three flag football championship. Honestly, it may have been one of the best games that have, was played down at Mercedes-Benz this week. You know, they had a 14-7 lead with two minutes left, and Alatuna managed to drive down the field, get the touchdown. But then that Pope defense broke up the uh, extra point try, and uh, they come out of there with the uh, with the hardware. So congratulations to the Pope girls. That was uh, well deserved and well earned. And we're mentioning, you know, all the hoops that we jumped through. No pun intended. I'm getting ready to go into a shoot around here for a college basketball game tonight. But all the all the hoops that we jumped through. I'd be remiss. I'm using your word here. If I didn't toss a bouquet at Keith Ippolito, too, who has helped make all this happen with our transient nature and us moving or me moving from one place to the other. Been a whole lot of fun this year, John. Hey, you know, all the way back to when I was broadcasting Kennesaw State games, and, of course, you were on the Owls beat, as you still are. You and I have had a good relationship for a long time, and I certainly treasure that and look forward to doing this with you future, you know, down the road. I, I look. The, through the magic of technology and all that stuff, all things are possible. And gosh, as soon as I get my studio set up, they'll be even more so. John, thanks a ton, man. It's been a blast all year long. And again, thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to the MDJ. Thanks to everybody who's helped make it possible. It has been great. And you know what? In about 240 days, <laughs> I think we can do it again. Yeah, no question. And there'll be that month and a half or so where you're holed up in the bunker having to produce the uh, pregame magazine that always turns out so good. John, thanks a ton, my friend, and we'll uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, and again, thanks to all the listeners that tuned in this year. This has been one heck of a ride. This has been Cobb Football Friday. 2023 has been a blast. Once again, congratulations to Milton. 
Congratulations, even though they didn't get it done there at the end to Walton on a great season. And thanks to all of you for joining us all season long. You know what? This show isn't possible without Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, as well as Powers Electrical Solutions. We thank all of them, too. That will wrap Cobb Football Friday. And we won't be able to say this for a while, but guess what? In 200 and some odd days, as John said, you'll get a chance again to enjoy the game. So long, everybody. You've been listening to Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal and the BG Ad Group.